Welcome to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, a conversation about representation in comics and related media. I am your host, Rain Coleman, and today we have another special episode for you. So, uh, when you're listening to this episode, use that hashtag CBNPod. Let me know you're listening. Make sure to like on that SoundCloud, hit them hearts. Everywhere else, rate on Apple Podcasts and all that good stuff. Y'all. Okay, so today we got a real special guest. We talk about us controlling the DCEU. So with Batwoman, either, I believe Batwoman comes out today. Yeah, today. So with the Batwoman Season 2 coming out, I wanted to do something DC adjacent, but diving into the Bat Family would have been a whole thing. So when we're controlling the DCEU, um, Wonder Woman 84, 1984 just came out not too long ago. Um, DC Universe is doing its own thing. It's kind of in shambles. We got the DC properties spread out everywhere. HBO Max then released all this stuff. So all that being said, I'm joined by Ivy of Ivy's podcast. This man is, he, he, he bring, he brings some good stuff. So with DC, I have often said i'm not a dc fanboy not because i don't like dc but because i don't have the in-depth intimate knowledge of the history that really kicks my ass this episode (laughs) you're gonna notice i'm a little bit indecisive at the beginning so keep that in mind charges to my head and i'm a heart and um you know sit back relax check the links for the show notes or check the show notes for the links <laughs> and um enjoy this episode with my very special guest ivy from ivy's podcast you want me to what turn yourself over into u.s custody along with the rest of us yeah that makes sense okay meet us at the coordinates i'm sending first we should all go over together this is the single dumbest plan i've ever heard if you're feeling guilty clear your own name don't stand on the sidelines waiting for somebody else to do it. We've already voted. Five in favor. Six. You have to come with us, Bruce. I don't have to do anything. I'm a part-timer, remember? Alright, so we have a very special guest today. Now, this man, in a span of a month, has had me on his show. It feels like 300 times already. <laughs> um... Yeah, so this is a new a new voice for the podcast. Please let everyone know who I am talking to, who is on the mic with me today. This is Ivy from Ivy's Podcast. Most people call me my, by my government, Sam. You can follow me on Twitter. It's at Ivy No Carter. <laughs> my Instagram is at the Ivy Films. And that's pretty much it. I like to talk a lot about movies and music and whatever the hell is going on in the world true 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 okay okay well those links will be in the show notes so listeners while you're listening to this episode please be sure to check out those links check out ivy slash sam slash my special guest <laughs> and of course you can find me on twitter carefree blur that's the most immediate way to get in touch with me when you guys are listening to this episode please use that hashtag cbn pod let us know you're listening let us know some of your thoughts on our um phases here (laughs) so uh getting right into it what we're going to do because batwoman is coming up this week you know it's or or today actually i think yeah i think it's today um either way so we want to do something dc adjacent so i wanted to discuss the dc extended universe so there's been a lot of shit 
with it and DC versus Marvel and all that. You know how comic book fans can be. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. But so we, I wanted to have Ivy and I discuss our DCEU. If we had control over DC, if we wanted to fix the wrongs, right the wrongs that they've done, uh, depending on who you ask, what would a DC universe look like with us in control? So, I think I'm going to go first, mainly because I am familiar with DC, but I'm not a DC, uh, I don't know, old head or <laughs> whatever. Like, I'm familiar, but I'm not as intimately familiar as I am with um, with Marvel. I, yeah, I, <laughs> which is so weird, and I probably should stop saying that, and I mentioned this before. I am just as familiar with DC animated stuff as I am with Marvel comics, but for whatever reason, I'm always Marvel leaning when it comes to like, what book do you want to get this month or this week? But DC has just as much, if not more, to offer. But you know, that's that's my that's my cross to bear. <laughs> that's just crazy to me because knowing our age group, mm-hmm. like, Marvel didn't really start really outside against Spider-Man and X-Men. Mm-hmm. Marvel wasn't really popping like that until the MCU. So when we mm-hmm. were growing up, we kind of, we had Spider-Man and shit, but we was big on DC. Yeah. Yeah. And see, for me, it's really, um, the mutants of it all. That's what, ha- it's not the Iron Man and Captain America and, and Thor. I don't give a fuck about that. I mean, that came later with the MCU, <laughs> like you said, but like growing up, the mutants, held it down for Marvel to me. So um, so I should probably alter that statement and say, DC and Marvel both good. I like DC. The X-Men and the Spider-Man side of things is what had me going to uh, Marvel first. Uh, with DC, it was the continuity that really threw me because even though I watched the cartoons, I had some action figures and some books, it always felt like... I- I'm reading this, but I know it's a bunch of shit I'm, I'm not getting. Like, you could ask me about every single Robin. I can't name them. I cannot name them motherfuckers. I can't. I just right, don't right, know. Right. <laughs> uh, so, you know, actually, I'm a little, I'm a little, little, little shy now. You didn't, uh, you didn't, you didn't, uh, scared me, goddamn. I would prefer for you to go first. How do you feel about that? Are you okay with that? I'm going to go first, but okay. are you sure you want me to go first? Yeah, I am, because I feel like, nigga, you finna, you finna, you finna tear it up. Go ahead, man. Just, just knock it out the park. Okay. Let me add one more dash for my reading purposes. <laughs> Damn, man. Oh, see, you got, you got me shaking. You got me nervous. <laughs> I've been one. I always like just think about writing like cinematic universe. So this is like nothing new to me. God damn it. This, this specific thing is different because mm-hmm. I want to go a completely different route. Oh, okay. But, bet, bet, bet. Um, so if you want. Yeah, you're going to go second, nigga. Because you, know, <laughs> you, you keep. Yeah, listeners, I'm shook. So let me just dive into it. So the, <laughs> the rules of the game were we were taking uh, DCEU and breaking it up into two phases. What's your phase one and your phase two? Now, mm-hmm. I think I. We're just going to get into it. So for me. What I wanted to do is kind of keep the past intact. So everything that's going on, the whole DCEU and everything from every single DC property ever. Um, By doing that, what I wanted to do was start off with a series. 
not a movie. So I wanted to uh-huh. do a documentary series called The Golden Age, which not only discusses okay. the golden age. <laughs> See, <laughs> I, feel, I feel it. Yes, yes. Okay. Fam. So um, I, I, I imagine that starts up, maybe say it's, I, I would say 13, but maybe like 20-something episodes, only because... I want to focus solely on the golden age of comics, but then slowly start as the season gets towards its end or midpoint, bringing in um, other elements of like the um, old Batman movies and Superman and stuff, but, but, but treat them like it's a documentary. Like this is the stuff that came before. This is stuff we have now. That's it. So as you watching it, the general public, you're like, all right, this is a cool, you know, series, documentary, comic book shit. My first film out the gate, Nubia. I'm starting off with Nubia to ground the um, series. Only because I feel like, one, I didn't want to go with Wonder Woman. Uh, she might play in a little bit later. But I wanted to go with Nubia because I feel like even if, if Nubia wasn't black, let's say she was Asian, Latinx, whatever, even if she was a white woman, I still hate her origin story because her and Diana were identical. Well, they were twins both born from Hippolyta and was it Hades came and stole Nubia out of her crib. So my issue has always been, you are on Themyscira, this big ass fucking Island full of all these Amazons powerful as shit. Your mama is like the most powerful and you really let this motherfucker take your baby and you ain't going to look for him. So I would want to start the series off with her, the movie off with her and her point of view after like being raised in the underworld, learning how to be a badass fighter, learning her powers, and then getting to Slaughter Island and becoming the queen of Slaughter Island. And we even get these, we get Wonder Woman, but we get her more as like a concept. I don't want to get a direct Diana Prince, but I want her Nubia to realize like, oh, I'm actually from this other place. And go back and everything happened how it did in Wonder Woman back in the day with like her fighting uh, Nubia and then Nubia pulling off her mask and she's like, I'm the Wonder Woman of of the slaughter. I, I want all that shit to happen, but I don't want it to be a Diana. I want it to be just a generic chick she's fighting where this movie is just her getting over her own demons. That's it. And I want no, no, no knees deep in Wonder Woman shit. It's Nubia, the film end, and she like, all right, man, well, I'm my father, who is uh, Hades, I believe, or whoever the nigga is in the underworld. He lied to me my whole life. The, the women who were supposed to protect me, they didn't take care of me. And she's just like, I walk away from all this shit and just ends. That's the end of the movie. All right. Next up, next film, because this should happen way back in whatever, old ass old times we gonna say that so she's like damn near immortal we get midnighter that's my next film big budget kicking ass midnighter acting a fucking fool i want origin story i want him whooping ass i want him encountering magic but i want him to meet or have already met but i want apollo in this movie as well i don't know the nature i don't want it to be too close i mean it could be like kind of lovers kind of getting to know each other but i don't want that to be the focus i just want you to be like they go midnighter he whooping ass and they go this nigga apollo who's like a god next there is another series 
and kind of all of this kind of folds in on itself. So we got the Golden Age series, we got the Nubia film, we then have the Midnighter film. Now, in Midnighter film, I figure that's present day. So like, I don't know, 2016, 17, whatever. And I want for the documentary, The Golden Age, to be playing in that movie. So now you're like, all right, I'm thinking I'm just watching this documentary, but this shit is real in continuity with these niggas. Like, they can see this shit too. So I want that. And in that film, in that documentary, I want you to see Nubia in that documentary. I want you to see Wonder Woman in that documentary. I want you to see Batman and Superman in that documentary. So all this shit is real. It's going on. Picture it like, um, have you seen Dear White People? Yes, I have. You know how, or even Insecure, how they'll have, you were watching the show, but then they got their own show in the show. The show within the show. Yeah, I want it like that. I want it like that. So then there's another series that's like the major series. It's called Dakota USA. All right. So in Dakota USA, it is all of Milestone. We get in Rocket. We get in Hardware. We get in Blood Syndicate. We get in Static Shot. Uh, we get in now either before the series come out or like in the middle of the series, we get an icon movie, but phase one? yes, but, but, right. but see, cause my phase one, I figured that's like four or five years. So the way the rollout, I say the documentary series, let's say happened like, I don't know, uh, fall of 2016. So then spring of 2017, Nubia film come out and the documentary still going. Then summer of that year, we get the Midnighter, um, Midnighter, Midnighter Apollo type of story. And then we get the Dakota USA going. So we got two series going and now we've already gotten two movies. So in the middle of the Dakota series, which I figure would be maybe, I don't know, end of that year or early next year, we get an icon movie. But in the series, we get we don't get Icon, we get Augustus. We get his, like, civilian personality just popping up here and there. Because the Dakota series, now, follow me here. The Dakota series is a anthology series, kind of like Black Mirror, where we're all set in Dakota, but you're getting the origin stories of of uh, of Rocket. We're getting Hardware, Blood Syndicate, Static Shot, all that. But all of that is within Dakota. At the same time, we focus on. All right, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, fam, hold up, hold up. Let me take it back. I'm, I'm following you. <laughs> so the first episode, we get a meteor falling to Earth, and that very first episode in like the I don't know whatever slave times, we have a black woman finding a black baby in the woods, raising that baby. That's all the first episode is. Second episode, present day, in Dakota, we're following Fred Benton. He's a poster worker. And we, it's an anthology series, and what we see is Fred is the motherfucker connecting this whole series. No matter who we're talking about, we see Fred delivering mail, talking to somebody. He's a white dude. I want him to be like, very, I want him to be white of white, pale, red hair. Like I want it to be very distinct in this in this little town. You need to notice this nigga. So we do that. We also mention an internship program where there have been five students. They're like in that first episode. Then we start seeing throughout this series, homeless people and young people are going missing. We're seeing that. It's all in this series. All right. Now. Okay. Now, after that, I'm following you. we so. get an um, 
Apollo movie. Now, it's Midnighter and Apollo. It's really going to be that six-issue arc where, like, Midnighter had to travel to hell to save Apollo. Because I figured that's going to solidify them as our Batman and Superman in this space. Um, I feel like that would hit all the, check all the check marks uh, of the Batman Superman. Then you got a queer couple. You got a god and a human. All that, like, whatever. Somebody do all that shit. We also get a Hawkman and I don't know if that's a movie or a series because I want to take the idea of the Hawkman um, mantle and make it more or less like, and I don't want to, I'm really hoping this isn't problematic. If so, listeners, please let me know. But I want to take that idea of all of these different people who have been Hawkman and this new Hawkman, brand new, ain't been in comics or nothing, has to cycle through all these different lives. Not like multiple personalities, but like, I want to be able to tell all of their stories, even if it's very briefly through this one new person. So we can establish this Hawkman mantle, get all the history and deal with, see, I don't, it's not really dealing with mental illness. See, I don't want to make it like, I'm really nervous about that. I'm nervous about that part. Cause I say, ah, after I wrote it down and say, I don't know if this is going to come off insensitive, but I don't just want, there's been this Hawkman and this Hawkman. I want this man to, physically experience and mentally experience everything that these people they went through um and these kind of like the avatar yeah 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 but like it be um do like the whole peter parker of it all where it's like oh i can't control this shit like it's just happening i'm trying to live my life this hawkman mantle is on me now and now i'm feeling all of this shit these niggas they've been through so yeah kind of like uh like avatar now while that's going on in the Dakota series, because this I'm going to put emphasis on this where like in the movies, I want to mention Dakota often, not so much that you're like, well, damn, you want us to watch the movie, the show, I get it, but I want you to really be paying attention because these are these Easter eggs. So within the movies, like the Midnighter movie, I want to show like posters of kids who went missing Homeless people who went missing. So that if you watch all this shit at once, you can see how all this shit is tied into each other. Now, I got a second Nubia film that is, I don't know if this is Nubia or if this is Icon. Because what happens is she goes to Dakota. To We got a MacGuffin, which is like this organization that's like doing bad shady shit. She runs into Rocket. Rocket has not met Icon at this point, but she ran, or or maybe she just did. She literally just did, like that first, what, one or two issues of Icon. So then she, Rocket, stops this guy from pickpocketing Nubia. She's a civilian. Nubia could have whooped his ass, but she, you know, accepted the help, and then they become, like, really quick friends. Next, Nubia is investigating whatever MacGuffin shit is going on, and it leads her back to the law firm that Augustus works for. And I really want to bring it up because I want to show these two different personalities of black people because, you know, he was very much bootstraps, respectability politics. I don't like anything really black type of person, and I want her to be very pro-black and very rooted in her identity, and I want them to bump heads but eventually have to work together to end up at this factory that is a Project Genesis factory. And she's like, oh, nigga, yo, yo, uh, law firm 
is funneling money. I don't know, just generic, whatever. Funneling money to this thing. He's like, nah, the people I work for would never do this. These is good white people and blah, blah, whatever. And they have to end up working together. And they end up at the factory. Big old fight, third act, adventure, shit, whatever. Um, this team comes in. They rush in. The movie's over. We find out later that that was a Gen 13 origin story right there. All right. So, Gen 13 is my shit. I love Gen 13. I read that shit. All right. So, the kids that went missing in like the second episode of Dakota, that is those Gen 13 kids who went on an um, internship, got kidnapped, got experimented on, got these genetic powers, and whatever. So, Gen 13 got their own shit. And I'm either going to have like a mini series of them like kind of on the run. Or a movie of them on the run. Alright. All the while this is happening. Two things are going on. And one I think I would save for phase two. So, I'll hold off on that. So, one thing is we are seeing this nigga in red. This is the Flash. In every movie, in every series, he is going to show up in every single thing. It ain't going to be no big part. Like, collectively, I want to spend, like, maybe three minutes in every movie and, like, maybe ten minutes over the series of in every single show because I want to end phase two, phase one with a sort of um, flashpoint where... So, by doing that, this is what I feel like happens. By doing that, we yeah. we keep everything that happened. Every single DCEU movie, every single DCEU show, every CW, all of that. I see where you're going with this. Yeah, right. There you go. There you go. So, Because I want for Flashpoint wait, to happen. Wait, can, and I, can I ask you? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Are you using phase one? <laughs> to acknowledge everything that happened in previous DC incarnations, yes, but also reset the universe. Absolutely, yes, yes. Because my thing is, you, <laughs> you know how them fanboys do. <laughs> Bravo, I, I, I fuck with it. Okay, with it. okay, Alves. And if you fuck with it too, listeners, let me know. CB and Five, shit. Uh, yeah, because I, I figure like as much as I really don't care for the X-Men and Fox, I feel like they still are important for what we have at the MCU. Like, there's no denying that I'm sure some of them choices influence how folks made decisions at the MCU. So, like, keep it all. Keep it all as canon. But we open up on this new universe or this new exposure to these characters. And I'm going to make it very vague if this new universe that I'm creating is prime or not. Like, is this just an after effect of what Barry Allen did or is this a um a whole nother universe in, on itself that existed before but Flash appearing in every single thing when we get his movie Flashpoint which will be like the phase one finale I want to bring up every and it's in that movie, I'm picturing an in-game type of movie where I'm sitting here for three hours because I want to be able to tell a good, solid movie, but then also tie in every single appearance that he was in throughout the entire four or five years that this phase has happened. Like, that's it. And that's what ends with um, 
with that. So we just we we know that he is a man out of time, so to speak. So he didn't win and fuck shit up, and he's in his own universe. I would even want to cast like Ezra Miller, and then what's homeboy from the Flash, the TV show, um, who was on Glee with the big fucking chin. I would want both of I them. Like yep. Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I want both of them <laughs> to play Flash, like because what ideally what I would like is. Let's say it's it's altogether eleven appearances. I want um, five of them to be Ezra, five of them to be uh, other dude, and then I want them to shift back and forth. Every single time you see them, it needs to be a different person. I don't, he didn't fuck some shit up. So that ends our phase one. All right. So do you want me moving to phase two, or do you want to go with your phase one? How you want to do that? Uh, I'll let you call the shot on that one. All right. Well, let me let me go ahead and move it to this this thing. So. Phase two. Now, <laughs> nothing has changed. We just know that Barry is in this motherfucker. He is. He's in here. He's he's cutting up. We didn't see appearances. We know that we we lead off with him. So we have Flashpoint. I want him to be. I want to tell a story where you, as the audience, assumes that he's still in this universe that we've created, but he is not. Um. And I say that because I want to show the Golden Age documentary in his movie from where, okay, in the first phase, I had it from the point of view as the audience watching a show. In this next phase, I want to show it as the documentary being made. So we're actually watching the making of what we just watched in the first phase, which was acknowledging everything that came before. You with me or is that? Did I explain that well enough? All right, all right, bet. So then, after that, uh, we got our hawk. So we essentially, I'm like, a, I'm, 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 um, gathering the infinity stones. That's or whatever. So I want to continue on with um, Wildstorm, with Vertigo, with Milestone. Um, what is the um, the latest imprint with like Mother Panic and shit um, is that Young Animal. I want that. I want that stuff. So we got uh, the first season of the Golden Age documentary. We have the Dakota USA. Um, a Dakota sister show would be um, a, a Gotham type show. Don't really have a name. But what is happening is Batman is not going to be seen. I don't want any Batman movies. I want a Batman series. And I wanted to have taken place over like the midpoint of uh, uh, well, the last year of phase one all the way into phase two. I want to do the long Halloween and I want it to last an entire year. I want to do that as a series because I feel like you get more Batman. I don't everybody. We didn't see Batman stories just like we didn't see Spider-Man stories. I want to see no origin story. I don't care about Martha. and I don't want all that. I just want to get right into the long Halloween and have that last an entire series. So while that's going on and we got our uh, hardware movie. We got our icon movie. We get introduced to static shock in them. Um, next, I want to build up the milestone of it all and have that be most prevalent, but I still want Batman in the background. So you're going to get throughout all of the Dakota stuff. You're going to get news reports of like, Batman. So with the long Halloween, I want Batman to be established, but I still want him to be kind of um, unknown throughout the rest of the world. So it's like, oh, it's a vigilante in 
Gotham kicking ass, whatever else. So I want to add anything that you want from Batman, add it there. Then I want for us to go from the Flash movie, we get a um, Hardware Blood Syndicate icon movie. Then we get the Flash. I want some Green Lantern in there. So I want these... Um, I want these characters to have a movie, but I want to have a series tied to the movie because I wanted to feel like if you want to spend more time with this person, you just went to the movie, discovered this new Martian Manhunter person. Let's see, you know, we got DC Universe and we got this full um, series with him. Or at the very least, I want a mini series, some kind of way, or at least we have six episodes of something devoted to this big blockbuster film that we're pushing. There's that. So if we got to do some Elseworlds or whatever, that's fine. What I want by building up the milestone of it all to be so um, upfront, I also want to get a um, Superman introduced into this world. So what we're going to do is midway through, well not midway, like early on, I guess, in the phase two, I want to do the World Collide um, story arc where you had all of Milestone and like the Metropolis part of DC combined because of that Fred nigga who was the poster worker in that series. But what I want to do is have him incorporate this new world we got to this old world. So that way, again, everything that has happened matters, but I can still recast the uh, Batman, recast the Superman. I can still do that and it makes sense. So I want that to happen, that fight, that battle, everybody on the same earth, I want folks to be like, okay, this is Superman. I love him. He's doing good. We get a series. We get a movie. I want to end that last year, that last like solid calendar year of phase two. It needs to be, um, I think it's All-Star Superman where he's um, going to, he has that one year left to live. So I figure as a new reader, watcher, whatever, you get you some Flash. You still get some people you might not know about with the Milestone stuff. We get us some Gen 13 to replace the Titans, the Teen Titans. And then we get a Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman film. So we're getting two of those films so that you can still... Huh? Are we doing like the Trinity? Yeah. And I'm doing that because I don't want you to... I don't want people to be so upset like, oh, you know, you're taking away all the DC shit I know and love. No, this shit is still here, but instead of doing all these series and stuff, I want to focus on them as a movie. I don't know what adventures they have to go on, but I want them three together so you fall for them. And in that last film, we discover that Superman through radiation, whatever the fuck they did on one movie, now he has only a year to live. Everybody upset, everybody sad, everybody go miss this nigga. We gonna kill him. So the end of phase two is the death of Superman. But I'm 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 combining the death of Superman and um, All-Star Superman so that this year of him being alive that ends with uh, death of Superman, so funeral, funeral for a friend, the first part of death of Superman doesn't happen. The Doomsday, he don't, he's not fighting Doomsday. This is purely all the adventures you went on some type of way, you got some radioactive shit, this is how you die. So I'm getting All-Star Superman with the... What is it? The second half of, um, um, I just said it. Second half of Death of Superman. So that's in my phase two. That's it. He's dead. 
And then I kind of went a little further. So, I, not too much, but I would establish my own Justice League, which wouldn't be called Justice League, but it's Nubia, Apollo, Midnighter, uh, Hawkman, Icon, Caitlin Fairchild from Gen 13, um, and The Flash. That's my Justice League. Because I, I want to make sure that at the end, when this nigga dies in this last movie, because I, I don't want nobody to see it coming. I want that to fuck everybody up. Because they don't know what the fuck going to happen in, in the next phase, which is pretty much Doomsday and... Um, Doomsday and... What's the third part of um, Death of Superman? It was Doomsday was the first part, Funeral for a Friend, and The Reign of Superman... It's the reign of Superman. Yeah, that's right. when Steel, it's like four different people from Superman come out and. Yes, yes. They, so, they, yes. they keep on his uh, legacy. Yes. Now, that I kind of went into phase three, but not really, because this is the only thing I'm explaining is that we get All Star Superman that whole year, him dying. We get him dead at the end of phase two, so that phase three, the shit that happened with Doomsday initially, that happens, but there's no Superman there to. To ward him off. Icon is pretty much our black analog for Superman. But Icon can't take him. Like the, the, everybody is. Can't nobody do shit. So that's why we get the reign of Superman. Where we get all our regular characters. And then we get all these people who love Superman. And what he stood for. So they get this steel uniform. And then they get this electro Superman. Like we get all the different kinds of Superman. That you've gotten over the years. Somebody takes up a, a mantle and so now we get like four or five maybe even 10 different supermen trying to help fight doomsday and like that's kind of where i'll trail off i want to go too deep because we did just say two phases but i had so many fucking ideas man <laughs> i had to stop back so phase one ends excuse me with flashpoint phase two ends with death of superman and we out <laughs> yeah, noticed, uh, we have some certain things in common, but okay, they're all over the deck. Okay, different. So, <laughs> you wanted me to go into mine first, and then we're gonna go back and forth. Yeah, because... yeah, yeah. I mean, come on. Unless you got a question or something, but yeah, go ahead. You um, shit, knock them out. Because <laughs> I want to feel like when we get into the conversation about each of us, we really can just go back and forth without trying to like, you know what I mean? Fam, yeah, yeah. Okay, so um, <laughs> I'm gonna set the world for you. This is um, this is in my mind where because this has actually been in my mind for a lot. Mm -hmm. This is a world where DC realized that they fucked up. Okay, okay, they realized that they fucked up bad, and they never understood that. How can the animated movies get it so right, mm -hmm. but the movies never quite get it right? Even Christopher Nolan, to a certain extent, he created his own Batman network, but he can no one ever could get any of these people right. Yeah. You wanna know my first so my first movie, Come it's on. a bomb, right? Come on. <laughs> I'm gonna set the stage for you. Year five hmm. into Superman's career. Mm -hmm. Everyone is on their screen. It is a very Dark night. Mm. Night is falling. Mm -hmm. Everyone is just watching on screen in terror, damn near. Mm. 
Superman on the verge, giving every last bit that he has. Mm. Fighting Doomsday. Hmm. They witness every to every single channel and station is right there mm. watching it. Everybody's focused on it. Nobody. This feels like it's the fucking Super Bowl. Mm. Okay. They witness, and they call the newscaster calls it eight forty nine. I'm just, I'm just saying 849 like shit. <laughs> 849 p.m. Superman has been killed. Mm. Superman has been killed. He eventually, he of course kills Doomsday. But after him killing Doomsday, he has no like, like he has no energy left. Mm. It's kind of like um, I remember watching All Might fight mm. fight a all for one. Mm-hmm. Him to stop off for one that that burned out the last ember of his quirk. Yeah. Same sense. I realized when I was going back through Superman movies, I said we've kind of seen every not every story you can give Superman, but you can't get any. You have to get creative with interpretations of him. Yeah. And it's hard to give us because he has like typical stories. Mm-hmm. So. In this movie, it opens up with the, this universe opens up with the death of Superman because I am taking a page from the animated movies, and you under you already know who Superman is. You don't need to be the whole fucking world knows who Superman is, just like in the comics. You don't need to be introduced to mm-hmm. Superman as it will understand who he is. Yeah. But what I'm doing in this specific story is I felt inspired from My Hero Academia Iron Giant mm. I said because I'm watching My Hero Academia watching a Superman that wasn't in his prime and you're understanding what he meant you're understanding when the Iron Giant goes I'm Superman you understand you understand who Superman is as a symbol we've never seen Superman as a symbol for anything mm. so I'm using this whole movie to take time through the, through the perspective of Jimmy Olsen, Lois Lane, and mm. his mother, mm. you're understanding what they really, who they really lost as a person. You're understanding what Metropolis, what the world lost mm-hmm. as a symbol. And in moments of storytelling from Jimmy, Lois, and Ma Kent, mm-hmm. you're under, you're getting Superman's best moments, who he was, what he stood for. So by the end of the movie. You're back in Smallville when Superman was, when Clark was a 10 year old boy who used to always, who after discovering his powers, he used to always just be outside on the field with the cape on, mm-hmm. knowing that he wanted to save the world. Superman dies in the very beginning of this, of this universe. Hmm. So. If you want to understand, so I'm, this is kind of a whole rebuild. Okay. Something interesting and different and new. Mm-hmm. I open up the next movie is Wonder Woman. Mm. Wonder Woman is fighting, I think her name is Searce. Okay. She has the influence to, so she uses kind of her influence to manipulate, specifically to manipulate and turn animals, male counterparts. Mm-hmm. 
the one thing I didn't like, it kind of operates kind of the same as the original Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman movie did. The one thing I didn't really care for as the actual Wonder Woman movie, mm-hmm. they leans very heavily on man being evil that you never, that you kind of overlook the fact that she has her own villains mm-hmm. and not every era is mm-hmm. the same. Mm-hmm. But you get Sears who wants to change America to what her image and what she wanted the Miss to be like. Hmm. Okay. Over. T- so, but you find out from her because she, Wonder Woman does not live on the Miss anymore. You find out from her that you find out from her that her and Clark were in the process of preparing to create what they want to call the Justice League. Okay. Okay. Clark is gone, so she's kind of like asked out and does not know what to do. Mm-hmm. Next movie I'll have is Aquaman. I like Aquaman, the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Take away all the corny ass dialogue and <laughs> it becoming it turning into an Indiana Jones movie. It operates basically the same. Okay. Aquaman, damn near exactly the same. Green Lantern. John Stewart's Green Lantern, so. I'm gonna have um you've seen have you seen the opening to Incredibles where they did like that news story? Mm, yep. That's gonna be that's gonna be Hal Jordan sitting down and just talking about how he became the Green Lantern mm-hmm. and he kind of alludes, he said it's, he said I was always a ring, but he said I used to always hear like said I used to always kind of hear um tales about the Green Lantern being something magical. Mm-hmm. That could be a rumor. I don't know. That's kind of a nod to the original Green Lantern from the Justice Society of America. Okay, okay. I see you. So, Hal Jordan... So, Hal Jordan actually also dies. Mm, dang. <laughs> and his ring is... Because it, it never made any sense to me, like... You're going across the whole universe to find a new person. I said, I think logically, if the ring were to leave, I think it would go somewhere else, someone else on Earth. Yeah. Okay. And it goes to John Stewart. You always just find him just being a very brave man. I'm leaning heavily into. I want to make John Stewart a, uh, like a Luke Cage type. Mm, okay. Okay. I was going out of his way to help people, and in this, in the same moment that Hal Jordan dies. He's doing John Stewart. He's he's a regular man. He can't do what Luke Cage does. He's not shrouded by invisibility. Mm-hmm. I mean invincibility. Mm-hmm. So from there, you get John Stewart's origin story, and then it's kind of isolated movie. Mm, okay. Throughout this whole little thing, um, you're finding you're slowly finding out there's a bunch of you find between news stories and news clippings. Or videos that get posted on social media, depending on what movie it is. Yeah, a bunch of random crimes are being solved, and no one knows what's happening. Mm. You go directly into Justice League. Movie opens up. One movie opens up with um, very head-ass Wonder Woman, kind of like in the <laughs> beginning of Wonder Woman eighty. Okay, <laughs> I like that scene a lot. Out of nowhere, she just feels the hair on her body just stand like just stands alone. She feels like this. Electric shock. Mm-hmm. Barry Allen. Hey. She meets Barry Allen for the first time. Mm. That's her first pickup. So, unlike the former Justice League, 
the duties are on Wonder Woman to build a team. Mm. So she's aware of Aquaman. She recruits Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman Flash Aquaman. Martian Manhunter. We'll get into his story sometime later. I don't feel like doing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> and three later. Yeah. So this movie is actually based around the Eradicator. Mm. <laughs> the Eradicator. He steals Superman's body from the grave and takes it to the Fortress of Solitude to siphon Superman's recovering energy that's helping Superman heal. Of course, the Justice League stop it. It destroys the Eradicator and brings him back to life. And also throughout this time, you know that, whether it be dialogue or whatever, you know, one. You cl- so you're clearly at this point very aware of who Batman is. He's mm-hmm. not just hidden. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, that has been her first target, but she can never deal with Batman. Mm-hmm. Because I want to do more of what the animated show was. He was not fucking with the Justice League like that. Mm-hmm. He's kind of paid their bills. He said, y'all do whatever y'all want. I'll pay the bills, but... I'm in Gotham. Hmm. This time he wasn't fucking with it. So they're left without a facility. So Wonder Woman tries one last time to convince Bruce. And Adam, and she's like shocked that he said yes. Hmm. Through the time from the first movie, where she went through her first movie when she was trying to convince him, to now, he had taken on Dick Grayson as Robin. So oh, okay. he's open to getting close to somebody for the first time. Okay, okay. And so I'm going to go into the phase one of TV shows. Steel. Mm. Steel is phase one. Steel's at the scene and devastated from Superman's death and it inspired him to become Steel. And his story, the season one is, again, very Luke Cage-esque, Miles, Miles Morales video game. Mm-hmm. Uh, company's tempting to poison his community and he's pretty much there to stop it. Okay, okay. Second, you want to know, ready for the second show? Yeah, come on, hit me. Gotham City Sirens. Yo, I had it on my list. <laughs> Season one ends with Harley Quinn going to jail and meeting Amanda Waller. Oh, nigga. Okay, okay. Think you're ready for the third show? Bro, I don't know. Come on. <laughs> Doom Patrol. Fam. Yes. And then at some point in this, you see this in a fucked up accident that they helped this boy out of. Mm-hmm. Red-headed teenage boy. Okay, okay. You find out in the hospital his name is Wally West. There we go. There we go. That accident is how I get powers. Phase two. Okay. Officially begins with Batman. Mm, okay. Batman's first villain that he goes against is Black Mask. Ooh. It kind of takes him back to, it kind of takes Batman back to that, um, that very primal version of Batman to where he's more so... He's not trying to fight somebody with wit. He's trying to he's fighting them with pure strength. And Robin being an orphan as well, he experiences that level of catharsis. Mm-hmm. And he sees how it's affecting him. So Batman eventually has to bench and sideline Robin, Robin temporarily. Yeah. He sends Batman to a school where he meets Don't a young me. Barbara Gordon. <laughs> Shazam is next. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Parker. Clark is at this point where Clark is he it's taking Clark longer to heal and mm. become Superman. So he's reg, he's regular as Clark Kent at this point now. Yeah. He's getting he's his stamina's getting better. He's more Captain America like mm. than anything. Mm-hmm. But he's not shit yet, really. So they start seeking out 
uh, kid. They, well, they know they just know him as Shazam. Mm-hmm. But here's what I'm gonna say as a nod. They said he calls him. He said he likes to call himself Captain Marvel. Mm. But he says Shazam a lot, and I don't think that's like you know, Justly kind of looks. Justly looks at branding. Yeah. So I don't think it works from brand perspective. <laughs> they found out. They find out he's a kid. Yeah. And so they're kind of like pissed off because they're looking for a replacement for Superman mm. who can fit in at that point. Mm-hmm. So typical Shazam story. I like. I really do like the actual Shazam movie. Yeah. So that was really much change from, from that. Yeah, it was really good. How much really changes from that? Instead of I'll have his um best friend. I would have his like brother be obsessed with have the biggest crush on Wonder Woman. Okay. Okay. To make it even just funnier, there um he also has a teacher who he just loves getting on her nerves. So he spends he spends attention with her. Mm. That teacher, Linda Carter. Oh, like okay, come on. <laughs> so in the same vein of that uh, that Superman scene that's so funny to me, mm-hmm. you would have uh, Shazam's brother meeting Wonder Woman for the first time, mm-hmm. and it ends same same way the other movie ends. He passes out. <laughs> okay. Suicide Squad is next on the list. Okay, okay, solid, solid. They go against Professor Ivo and Amazo. Hmm. The roster is King Shark, Harley Quinn, Deadshot, and I want to say Captain Boomerang. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Here's what's funny. So, next movie is this. Wonder Woman 2. Okay. 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 Here's where I introduce Nubia. Mm, okay. But here's what I'm going to do with Nubia. I'm going to do it in the vein of Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Mm, okay, okay. So, this was kind of inspired, this was kind of inspired off of, a lot of people said we should see as many stories about African uh, mythology the same way we do Greek mythology. Okay, okay, I'm with it. <laughs> this was going to be crazy, so it's going to lean heavily into Anthemiscira. Mm-hmm. White is being seen as more pure. Okay, okay, okay. Nubia being born, she is abandoned in, I did not have a specific location, but somewhere in West Africa. Okay. She's influenced by, if I'm fucking up his name, I'm sorry, Ogun, who is their version of the God of War. Okay. God of War. Okay, okay. And <laughs> she's, been, she's been manipulated and used in order... To take down and fight Diana and th- and take down Themyscira. Okay. And that's not part of it because Nubia has that animosity, has that has that crutch on her, anyways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, Nubia comes to Nubia after Diana. She kind of takes time and emo- very emotional, convinces her because she always wanted a sister and she mm-hmm. felt like that she was robbed of her. Yeah. Robbed of that. They actually fight him. And it it gives you the actual Ares battle we deserve, and mm. not the yeah, okay. dumb kind of in the one. Yeah, it's pretty much fighting who we both know as Ares, but he's known as two different names. Mm-hmm. I have the next Aquaman two. I didn't give a shit to write about the Aquaman two story. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be Aquaman two. Yeah, that's all good. <laughs> Justice League two. The movie opens. I like the premise of. The, of the of them opening up with the camera on Superman and mm-hmm. the Justice League movie. Yeah. We're going to do that, but it's going to be the debut of Supergirl. 
Mm, okay, come on. And she happened, no one's know who she is, we just know she crash landed on Earth, and so you know Clark at this point is going through it. Yeah. This nigga's like pissed. <laughs> right. And they have to officially add Steel and Hawkman to Justice League. Mm-hmm. During the time Superman tries to heal, this time he's better than he was before. Okay. He's more like boy, he has some of his powers back. He can't use his laser he can't use his laser vision and he can't fly, but he can jump really far. Okay, I like that. Their whole thing is they fight Lex Luthor. I don't have a specific plan. They mm-hmm. fight Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. And this whole time, I will say this. I not in my Aquaman one, take out Black Manta. Okay. Aquaman two, add in Black Manta, add in Aqualad. Hmm. Okay. Okay. You have, so you have Ollie West, Robin, Barb Warden. You have Cyborg. Okay. You have Aqualad. Okay. Just keep that in mind. Yeah, I so, <laughs> The end of the end of Justice League, the main, the early, the mid credit teaser is Brainiac and Vandal Savage. Oh shit! <laughs> okay. The at final post credit scene is the creation of the Teen Titans. Hmm. Before they meet Raven, before they meet Beast Boy, and before they meet Starfire. Mm, okay. Two getting together, so they're teased and they're trying to find. Them. They want, they're thinking of names. They're all together because, like, man, we're not allowed to go anywhere. They're all just kind of stuck. They're just chilling. Mm-hmm. They're mad that they're, they're they're mad that their um, mentors won't let take them on missions anymore because shit's been getting kind of crazy. Yeah. And they think by time join their creating their own team, they start going on. It's what Fantastic Four wanted to do. Okay, okay. So they come up, they tease names. One of the names they come up with is Young Justice, and they're like, not as stupid as shit. Who named yeah. Team Young Justice? <laughs> and then they come up with the name Teen Titans. Okay. The Phase 2, the phase two um, TV shows, Asriel, <laughs> okay. Supergirl, officially gets her own TV show after Justice League 2. Mm-hmm. Gotham City Siren season two. Okay. This time, uh, after because this is after Harley Quinn breaks out of the Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. This time, Joker is introduced in, in Gotham City Sirens. Okay, Hawkman and Hot Girl they get their own little TV show, mm-hmm. and the final TV show, Zatara. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. And here's how crazy Zatara is gonna get. It's kind of like in the vein of Legion. Mmm. Mmm. Okay. Come on. Yeah. So, it's dealing with, like, magic on, like, a very just detailed and fine level to where anything is just crazy and possible. Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be so dope. Tease Dr. Fate. Yeah. What he does is this. In this whole thing, his magic increases. He brings back... Let me see if I get this roster correctly. The roster is Dr. Fate, Our Man, Spectre. The Sandman, Adam, Jay Garrick, Alan Scott, the original Green Lantern, mm-hmm. and the original Car- Hawkman, Carter Hall. Okay. It sets up Justice Society of America in Phase 3. Nigga. Okay. And yeah. their main predecessor is going to be Vandal Savage, and Justice League is going to be fighting Brainiac in Phase 3. Mm-hmm. But their whole thing is leading up. They're going to eventually lead up to fighting Darkseid. Damn. And what's going to be teased, <laughs> just be bullshitting Zatara at one point. Mm-hmm. And me, because, you know, because I'm, I'm going to dive deep into magic in the same way that Doctor Strange is. So diving into, he can, mm-hmm. the multiverse. Yeah. Eventually, he comes across 
a young Barry Allen, mm. and he comes across a smiley face button. <laughs> come on. Okay, come on. <laughs> and that's it. That's all of my phase. That's all of my two phases. That's that's was that. Now that's it. Is nice. That was some. See, and I was going to include Constantine and Swamp Thing and Zatanna and even Doctor Fate. But I was like, man, when I tell you, I went all out, and I was like, man, scale this shit down. This is a lot of shit <laughs> for two phases. I have to find a way to condense it, honestly, because even at the end mm-hmm. of the Justice League Two movie. Superman is like back. Yeah. He's at the point to where he realizes his powers are back because he he became a bum. And he said, dang, he said, you know, I need to get my shit together. He, uh, just some, It's very something simple that you never see Superman do. Yeah. And it really just shows you how cool his powers are. But he's at the point he was able to shave regularly. Okay. He, one night, one day he gets up. Don't tell me. And he tries to shave his beard and he realizes the razor breaks. Mm, okay. So from that moment... He uses the la- he uses the laser vision through a mirror and shaves his face off. He's like, "Oh shit, I'm Superman again." <laughs> yeah, I wanted to give him the long burn before I give him an actual movie because mm. I feel like for Wonder Woman, since you don't you never really explore much of her yet, mm-hmm. I wanted to give the I wanted to give Batman, Superman, and Flash the slowest burn that you can get. Okay, because Flash is hard. Flash mm. is really hard to make a movie for. And the moment you introduce Batman and Superman, you really have to pull out all the stops. I agree, yeah, because especially they're the they're the household names of household names, and yeah, you the biggest brand in the world. Yeah, so I'm definitely I'm with that. That makes a lot of sense. Make everybody fall in love with these other like Marvel did with Iron Man. Make motherfuckers fall for him. Once you exactly. do that, copy and so repeat. By time, exactly. By the time you introduce people that we actually really want to see. Mm-hmm. It's a so by the time Black Panther and Spider Man got introduced, yep. they're just laughing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you've already set the groundwork to make this pay off and make this make sense. So yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm with it. I'm with it. I think that was a, a smooth uh, phase one and two. Shit, you did that, man. You gonna hate me for this, man? What? <laughs> so what time is it right now? Six forty-two. Yeah. I looked up and I, I was writing my book today, and I because all I knew was I'm gonna start with Superman dying. Uh huh. I looked up with like four twenty. I said shit. Right, <laughs> <laughs> my face. Fam, no, no, same. Cause I, I've been, I've been playing with like ever since we last recorded. I was writing stuff down, moving stuff aside. Like I was, the series are really what fucked me up because I was trying to kind of go the um, the Agents of Shield approach and make the series actually matter versus that Netflix shit where they try to act like it didn't happen. And I was like, man, you gotta. How do you? Tie this shit in so it's smooth. I want if you watch my shit from start to finish, I want it to be like you're just watching a long lifetime of like all these different people. So I like yeah. the documentary shit. That's like one of the coolest things to me because when I went back to um I don't even know how I got into like the the golden age of mm-hmm. DC. I think some some chick I was dating at the time. Okay. Her grandpa used to like really read those comic books and she used to always just like show me mm-hmm. Storylines like, yeah, she's like, You ever heard of? I did not know who the Just Society was. Okay, I got put on from that. And I said, Okay, cool. So, putting them as a documentary mm-hmm. that's cool, that's cool as shit. It immediately actually really made me think of The Incredibles, yeah, and their golden era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, pretty much that's that's it because I'm, I'm really big on like 
set in that mode. And I think it, because ideally I was going to have in the Icon and, and Nubia movie, that's when you finally realize the documentary you've been watching is in continuity. I said, man, do it a little bit sooner, but I want all this shit to talk. Like, I want that little flash, red streak here and there. I want you to watch like three full episodes of the documentary. And then in the movie, whatever scene has the longest like monologue, like if it's like, I don't know, Midnighter talking to Apollo about them breaking up, the silence in between them talking, I want you to hear the actual documentary that you already saw before so you're like oh this niggas is you know i'm watching shit like they watching so kind of do the lovecraft country of it all where it's like you could possibly be one of these different earths that barry allen then created once you get to the end of phase one like the fact that you can even watch this documentary must mean that this shit is real so you know a little something i said i was um and also i told you about all all those crimes being solved back and forth, but nobody knows what happened. That mm-hmm. was Barry Allen before he actually created his costume. Okay, so okay. One, so, League is his first really debut. Okay. Because again, there's things about DCEU that I like. Mm-hmm. I hate Suicide Squad, but that is the cleanest shit I've ever seen from mm-hmm. Flash. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. He wrote up in there to get something slick. Yeah, I'm with you. I think, I think that a lot could be salvaged. I feel like with a lot of DC stuff, if they... There's no, like, there doesn't even need to be, like, a whole cohesive universe. But if you're going to try to do that, you, I feel like they don't think far enough ahead, it feels like. Like, for me, I thought all the way to uh, phase four so that I could slowly start folding in some of this stuff early so that it'll pay off in phase four. But I feel like with DC now, it's like. They just wanted to get to the Justice League and do their major shit. It went too quick. Well, not even too quick. I think you could have did Justice League in like two movies. You could have led up to it if you did it right. Like, Cyborg to me was, I hated it. I hated his design. I hated his story, how it was rushed. I feel like it needed more time. I didn't like Steppenwolf at all, which he should have been, he should have been terrifying. Oh, for sure. And that new design is still ass. Like, there's nothing, you can make him as toothy as you want. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to, you have to have somebody that's going to, Exude the fear. Mm-hmm. I was watching um, Ragnarok. Mm, okay. Hella, yeah, physically, physically, Hella's like not scary at all. Okay. But when um, you look at her, you can see like, oh shit, she's like nobody to play with. And I don't know, DC, I feel like anybody could really just do DC. It seems like anybody could do it better than them. Yeah, honestly. I mean, and it really pisses me off because you have the blueprint laid out for you take an animated show movie and just literally do it live action like that's my that's my logic behind it bro your animated shit has done so well even even i don't think superman is top tier animated series show but i think off the strength of batman superman is up there it's not my number one but it's up there honestly not even to be funny you could take the x-men animated series make it fit within dc's continuity and make that live action like anything is better than what we've been getting Jeez. yes that's, that's the craziest thing is so uh, i think that's what we realized i think the companies that do the animated movies is not warner brothers they look at they look at box office receipts they're kind of like sony yeah they look at the box office receipts and anything else but they don't realize that Making a good movie is how you get the big box office. It's not that 
what I want to do is kind of sadly Kevin Feige can't actually do this the way he did with um, have you read any of the Sony leaks Mm-mm. okay so let me find you something that Kevin Feige did and this is what ultimately led to them and Spider-Man making his deal okay Kevin Feige just kind of looked at the movie and took like just a bunch of notes on the Amazing Spider-Man too. Okay, which you should. That's what it makes sense. And he sent. He actually emailed Sony. He said, "Here's all my notes." He said, "I gave you guys all like notes on everything that I saw wrong with the movie." Yeah. And it, yeah, around the time it leaked, and that's what months later they ended up doing that deal. This leaked officially April 18, twenty fifteen. Oh, okay. I didn't and, know that. I wasn't aware. And let me, for anybody that's seated, um, if you remember the Amazing Spider-Man 2, he said there are too many storylines, and mm-hmm. we choose one. We choose which ones we're focusing on, and lift and lift the other ones out. I.e., could reduce Father Arc to just Roosevelt. You cut out the plane crash and Richard destroying the spiders, and start and start on Armor Car. Mm-hmm. Don't start with Spider-Man. Let dangerous stakes to the NYC build first, and have Spider-Man enter the scene heroically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tone down Paul Giamatti's performance, so he seems a bit more menacing and less cartoonish. If you cut Richard from the opening and the, from the opening in the plane crash, maybe you can instead do Harry coming home and seeing Norman at the top of the movie mm. as a cold open. Mm-hmm. Really love Electro. Feels like feels like he may need to see in his apartment, <laughs> mm. which makes him seem completely crazy and hard to relate to. Mm-hmm. I know exactly who he's talking to when he had Spider Man as his friend. Yeah, like the idea of the eel going like uh, like the idea that the eel goes into his mouth instead of burrowing. You see it glow within him. Need to set up the power plant earlier visually. Mm, see? Seems like the movie switches point of views a lot. Why are we in Max's point of view during a car chase? Worth, worth looking at this playing out from Spidey's point of view. There could be a better way to reveal that Peter's missing graduation. Maybe you cut the Gwen. Maybe you cut Gwen. You cut to the wide shot of like his seat being gone. Mm. Tiny note. Don't think Peter relied on Gwen about sirens. Maybe he just downplays it. Stanley cameo. Maybe needs a little bit more emphasis on Peter here trying out his costume and not to be seen in. Set up a little bit more pressure at the principal getting closer and closer to calling his name. Mm. Instead of seeing the ghost of Captain Stacy, can just hear the voice in Peter's head and maybe flash back to the last movie. Don't think we should add Captain Stacy back into the car chase. Man. Like little shit like that. It's just, there's clearly simple mistakes in the DCEU. That's why I tried my best to, you you starting this early with the death of Superman? Mm -hmm. The death of Superman can work, but you cannot have it with the old Batman. Yeah. It's just not going to work out that way. Wonder Woman movie is good. Should have either stuck with the nuance ending or did this. Yeah, yeah. Fuck Hal Jordan. We do not like him. <laughs> if, you're doing a, if you're doing a skeleton roster in Justice League, I don't think you add Batman to it. Mm. Batman should not be the one going out of his way. That's at least to me. Yeah. Because I watched that one clip of Batman. <laughs> they went viral. They were all talking about snitching on themselves and going to the government. Yeah. <laughs> he said, You're gonna do what? Yeah, he, he wasn't. He said, "Remember, I'm part time." I said, "Yeah, Bruce does not. Yeah, want anybody to really know who he is." I have never so been on shit. Team Batman as much as when I saw that clip again. I said, "Oh yes, he has the yes, right bro. idea." That is, and it's just that simple. Like even like, I don't think Batman will be quick to join the Justice League. Mm-hmm. But I think you can do. I almost at a sidebar, and I said, "Today." I think you should save Cyborg for the team crew mm, and okay. bring in Martian Manhunter and Green Lantern instead. Mm-hmm. Little, little simple things. Yeah. Better evil man after he gets resurrected and done with, mm-hmm. fight the Eradicator. Simple. Yeah. There's a lot of 
interesting things there, but they just keep fucking up. Which makes no sense, because the more I think about it, you don't even have to be a comic book fan to make a good movie. If you can make a good film, because what did Kevin Feige say, like every, which, I mean, it's pretty clear, but pretty much every Marvel movie is a type of movie. Like uh, Ant-Man is a heist movie. Um, was it, um, what's the political thriller? Was uh, Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. Like, you like, like, just take literally the elements of like okay so i was going to have the gen 13 i didn't get into detail but i was going to do body horror because for those of you who aren't aware gen 13 is a group of five genetically altered teenagers one of which caitlin fairchild is a small mousy quiet white girl red hair when she gets experimented on even though they sexualize her extremely she goes from like five four you know 100 pounds to like this six foot one pound you know uh six foot one uh i don't know 200 pounds like a solid amazonian woman and like all of the shit the tests that they go through oh i forget homeboy name but he can like um alter his body to whatever um element he's physically touching so i'm not tripping my last Bro, I'm like as much you can do so much shit like make that a horror, make that the New Mutants horror movie we should have got, and but I like that. Yeah, did you see the Swamp Thing TV show? No, because I was going to, but then before I watched it and before it premiered, it had already ended and ended early. I was like, I'm not about to invest in this. Then you hoes cut their season back from like I don't know 13 episodes to like six, and the cast found out like that day. I was like, nah. I ain't seen it. I'll I'll watch it if need be, but I, I caught the first episode before I found out they cut the season back. Yeah, a lot of mess going on. But when I say that body horror was on point, mm. I said okay, you can lean into things like that because mm-hmm. you're watching a body that was desecrated by it's like being waterboarded in the swamp. Yeah, uh, the sentient swamp like started like breaking, reanimated his body and Ooh. started like mutating to break it apart. It looked like I was watching a live action Dead Space. Oh wow. Wow! Like you can think you, you can do things like that, and that's why to say every single Marvel movie is the same is kind of childish. Mm. If you want to say formulaic, yes, because superhero movies are formulaic, mm-hmm. but they dive into they dive into different things. Yeah, talk about it falls a three act structure. Structure every action adventure movie falls into a three act structure. Most books it's fall into that. <laughs> now, if you're just kind of like just like strictly art house films and cool, mm-hmm. you would not follow that But if you like other other like regular ass thrillers or action movies mm-hmm. they all kind of the three act structure is a three act structure for yeah. reason. right 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 it works it it works as hell but mm-hmm. this job is easy give me this job fam give me this simple bro give me give me a few movies give me one phase give me a trilogy like I'm gonna give you I, something <laughs> if I send you like what my notes look like I'd be like y'all wrote this in 20 minutes <laughs> it's not saying that we're better writers than anybody else but also we write too yeah so we kind of see it not not say you see it differently but it's kind of it's just finding the simple flaws Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. honestly yeah because even even if i had to only work with like if we did it where it was just the dc movies that are out and maybe you add three or four more I'm dissecting a few of these. I'm taking some of these scenes out. I'm adding stuff beforehand because my biggest issue with DC has been there was no payoff with the Justice League. It felt like you you could have spent one year with like three movies and maybe two series 
building up these different characters so that the general public, that's who you need to convince. If the general public's like, oh, okay, I've fallen in love with Aquaman. I see he's cool. He's not just a guy who talks to fish. He's really, you know, I, I'm, I'm invested in him. So when I do get Justice League, I'm excited. Like, fuck, I wanted them. Like, it, it just didn't. That movie, that movie came out so awesome, man. And it's just, I know that one scene looked cool of him, like, running into the water and die, throwing his, throwing, like, his, mm-hmm. um, his beer, but then the next movie, but the actual Aquaman movie is about environmentalism mm. and uh, ocean fighting back. Let's talk. Let me talk about Snyder's quote unquote original vision. Yeah. Based on what he was clearly setting up, he wanted to. He wanted there to be Superman evil. He wanted to make an injustice world so badly. Superman is evil, and um, what's the game? The new Suicide Squad video game yeah. that's coming out time in the next two years. Mm-hmm. That takes place. Where Superman is, if we're gonna do that, where Superman goes evil, yeah. you have to have him be brainwashed by like Brainiac. Okay. When you have Brain, because Brainiac has specific things that he wants. He wants to mine a world of its knowledge, and then from there leave it barren to dry, and just let it go. To take over the mind of Superman, it's easy for him to get what he wants. Mm-hmm. So, but you're also letting putting it to the point where Superman can snap out of it. And like, oh shit, I'm tripping. Yeah. Pretty much, I could tell what Eric Dexter was trying to do. Except the key is Lois and Lane. Mm-hmm. Lois Lane's going to get killed by somebody. That was Superman evil because they had Superman do some evil shit already in <laughs> Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> you talk about the last time he ran a nigga through like five walls? And yeah. That, I said he, he's definitely yeah, dead. Yeah, dead. He was dead before hitting the first one. <laughs> shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he was setting up an evil Superman. It's just like you can't redeem that character. Mm-hmm. Like you could with you could redeem a Winter Soldier, but with Superman, if you want to give a super evil Superman like, and you're like, oh shit, these guys really do need a Superman. Nando V Movies did an interesting uh, mm, video, and actually on. he inspired me doing the Eradicator. Yeah, his was actually his movies actually involved was involving. There was no Steppenwolf or anything. Mm. There was it wasn't. They were fighting the um, in, they were fighting the Injustice League. Okay. Well, a scrap, a scrap version of it, just saying like a scrappy Justice League versus scrappy Injustice. Yeah. No Lex, no Joker yet. No Lex is part, but there's no Joker. Okay. And they created, they and who's on the team is also Professor Ivo. Mm, okay. So the scenes where they're fighting, where they're quote unquote fighting Superman. He said, you literally replace all these scenes with Amazo and it works. Yeah, okay. I do remember that. Cause I was like, damn, this sounds familiar. Yeah, I remember watching that that video. Yeah, no, and everything. Yep. Yeah. And that's why I inspired Eradicator because the more we try to siphon Superman's powers, he becomes more Superman-like. Damn, see? And I'm going to say it's not hard. Like, I'm not even giving them the benefit of the doubt. You are a conglomerate. You are a immense company that can hire and fire at whim. You, like... You have the power. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm not giving them no benefit of the doubt because you are a you are a company that owns the blueprints to these stories. You own the comics. You own the animated series. You own licensing for the um um. Actually, your own wiki fandom page. You can figure out something cool from the fandom page and stick some stick something together. Man, it's I. Th- I really think companies like Sony and um, Warner Brothers, they, I feel like they have the worst test screenings. 
Man. I also feel like they are on social media too much. And I will say this about media, social media. Mm-hmm. I understand just spending $200 million on a movie, but you need to, you you hire somebody who has a vision mm-hmm. and then you have creative differences because you're focusing on mm-hmm. test screen or mm-hmm. dumb anyways. And then social media. Yeah. I tell people all the time, I said, if something's coming out, I'm not going to really bug too hard about it because I remember... I said, I got good-ass memory. I remember when we <laughs> saw Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. First, there's one, we ain't seen Robert Downey Jr. in like 10 years. Yeah. Two, who the fuck is Iron Man? And why the fuck are they putting Iron Man on screen mm-hmm, right now? Mm-hmm. I remember the Heath Ledger thing. Mm-hmm. Man, shit, yep. I was on my space. I was on my space and like Reddit back then. Mm-hmm. I was close to Reddit, something like it. It was on, it was on his head. Yeah. Clowning that boy. You ever take his poster? You ever taking like some soft ass photo he took for like a team magazine? Well, shit, that's what they're doing to Robert Patterson. He can't he cannot outlive Twilight for the rest of his life. And uh, uh I, I thought the same thing until I saw Good Time. Um Man. Good Time, Good Time. That's the one with his <laughs> brother, huh? Yeah. Yeah, brother, no 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 uh, no no. No, what I'm saying is, I think he's going to have an amazing career, but because Twilight is so um, polarizing, and, and it's that it's it's the thing that it seems like most of the cast kind of don't want to talk about, or they're sick of it. Yeah. Which, let I me mean, rightfully you so. Can tell, yeah, you can tell. Um, I think I think that the people started. Now, I don't personally think Chris Stewart's a good actress. No, people, but people say like, okay. One, these books really sucked. Mm-hmm. And two, they were all like very young. Yeah. So they back they factor in like, oh, they were all teenagers and you're looking at them now they're in their thirties. Mm-hmm. They're all they all can kinda act a little bit. Mm-hmm. Taylor Lautner, on the other hand, I think he falls apart because Sorry, they boy. made him such a sex symbol at a young age. Because remember I was watching SNL, SNL episode he hosted this around time the same time he's dating Taylor. Mm-hmm. One I did not know what their age gap. I did not know their age gap was like that. What it's is like it? Two years. I was only two. It's about two, okay. It's two, three years. Okay. Um. So they had him on SNL, like in the opening monologue, take his shirt off and like do the staff spinning thing. Mm-hmm. And I had to ask somebody. I said, "How old is?" I had to look up his age. I said, "I don't think he's that old because he was in Shark Boy and Lava Girl." Right. That's where I know him from. <laughs> yeah, I looked up Taylor Lott and I said, "Let me see what his age is." I said, Taylor Lautner, and this is me verifying, I cannot verify to you right now if he was 16 or 17 at that time. Mm, 17 at that time. And I said, you guys made him that so badly to, if he even wanted to try to become an actor. Mm. How do y'all Michael B. Jordan him before, way before Michael B. Jordan? Yeah. At least Michael B. Jordan had time. He could act before before he started doing, before they turned him into that. Mm. I mean... You know, when it comes to these team bands and shit, like Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, 98 Degrees, Jessica Simpson, uh, Britney Spears, like, he, you just got to get the right project. Go, you said it's hard to, like, kind of go back from it. So you have yeah. to be a hell of a talent or something mm-hmm. to bounce back from it. Now, they never did They never did Robert Pattinson that way. You got to see a little bit of nuance with him as mm-hmm. much as he could give you. Mm-hmm. And, he, yeah. and it took him a minute. Mm-hmm. It took him a minute to find the. So, 
Yeah, he did a lot of shit in between then. Um, hell, I didn't realize. Well, I mean, I know this now, and I've known this for years. But initially, I didn't know that he was even in Harry Potter. Like, I watched Harry Potter, but I was like, okay, I don't, I don't, I, I wasn't, I don't know. I just, yeah, he was not memorable for me. And uh, even Alfred Enoch, who plays um, in How to Get Away with Murder, the tall, thin, uh, black guy. I forget his name on How to Get Away with Murder. But he was in Harry Potter, too. I was like, God damn. I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. He was, uh, yeah, he was a tall nigga. He was a tall nigga with the fro. With that long neck. That nigga was... <laughs> Bro. But, yeah, I mean, all that... It's... I don't remember exactly who he is now. But, yeah, it's... DC needs to just stick to their guns and believe in the project yeah suicide squad which not suicide squad birds of prey the suicide squad remember they they did the whole movie and then they chopped it up again yeah it's the new mutants of the dc yeah they fucked that up bad with having control of harry potter how do you not look at that success and like go straight to your magic characters in dc which is your constantine's your dr fate your zatanna's like, how do you not stay in that realm and, like, recreate that Harry Potter feel? Like, that's guaranteed. There's a book yeah. with Zatanna as a going to a magic school or, like, being a teacher at a magic school, I think. And it's like, and you could just make up shit. Like, you don't have to just go off of you that. Can't. You got this point of Marvel is you just do whatever because you set the bases. Mm-hmm. You can really, you can really do whatever. You can even, if you want to do a TV show, that leak. Mm-hmm. Phase three TV show that leads up to the Teen Titans movie, mm. a Hive TV show. Mm. Okay, that you get to school. The Hive is very Umbrella Academy esque, mm-hmm. but with a better storyline. Um. Hmm. Man. Long story short, fucking put the time and energy into these properties. Get some fans on board, even if you not. Okay fucking paying fans the right shit survey Skip fans in the room. That, yes Fan, that's what you do fans will make anything better fans of football because, fans of comic mm-hmm. books fans of science anything screenwriting is an art mm-hmm. screenwriting itself is an art but you gotta the same reason why the Tupac movie was so trash but Stratton Compton was good they damn near had no one who was involved mm-hmm. they damn near had no they damn near had uh, damn near had no one involved in Tupac's life on the movie. Yeah. Straight out of comp, the only person that wasn't involved was Easy E and his family. But then, yeah, he, they did that nigga dirty. <laughs> but, you know, like just have fans in there just like talking to. If you're going to like have, have them, have them and some writers get together and they can give you some pitch and then you can break down the pacing of the movie, what, what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, just have us in there just talking about some shit that would be cool to see. And then from there, but let me be the, if they got me being the show, the head of DC, yeah. well, I'm going to make some bulk. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to shake some shit up. I would, definitely, I would definitely snatch your, um, your documentary. Yeah, I just think that's such yeah. a cool way, man, to include all that shit. I'll break you off some stacks. <laughs> yeah, please do. No. <laughs> but shit. Well. For sure. It has uh, been a, a, a joy and an honor, pleasure and honor, I don't know, however that shit go, uh, for oh, talking shit with you today. Always, um, man. It's yeah. always been, it's always a great time. Man, say, and I'll, 
link those two episodes that we did on your show into these show notes. So y'all ain't got no excuse to be like, well, I ain't listen. The link's in the show notes, goddammit. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> I talk about, I, I don't know, I talk about some fire. Yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 I think it's worth, I think this Ivy's podcast, you should definitely, definitely check it out. <laughs> definitely. Bet, bet. So please let these folks know where they can find you, support you, and uh, listen into your podcast and stuff. It's Ivy's podcast. Um, Ivy's Ivy's podcast. I'm a, I'm officially gonna turn my old burner. It's time for me to turn my old burner that I used to just like get my music takes off and media shit off. <laughs> it's time for me to turn into official uh, Twitter. So okay. By the time you drop this episode, it should be at Ivy's podcast. Okay. If it's not, I will I will give you the right names and put it in the description. <laughs> but it should be at Ivy's podcast. True, true. Okay, so yeah. So I'll have that in the show notes. Uh, yeah. And Ivy Note Card is my main. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And check out the rest of my episodes, man. This has been refinding myself in 2020 as a podcast it was hard because i was getting mad plays on a regular basis and then i was then everybody quit yeah so my plays went down so it's been hard man these last 15 episodes have been kind of hell oh yeah my psyche mm. I was like damn yeah solo podcasting is um yeah, so some it's some but no that's good we gonna rock with you for my listeners please go and listen to ivy's podcast give some um you know show them some love and shit yeah, do what you do. And, of course, me, Carefree Blurred. You can find me on Twitter at the handle, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. If you want to send an email or voice note or something, make sure to click on those hearts on SoundCloud, likes everywhere else, rate and review. Give me them five stars because if you're listening, you're enjoying, you should give me them five stars. And um, until next time, y'all, man, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky. And um, shit. If you get a chance to move on up at D.C., hire us. Make some shit shake. All right, man.